You know, I was up there at a uh, health committee meeting at the Capitol, and we were talking about the disparity to access to health care within the socioeconomic and racial imbalance within our state. And um, I got invited to go to that press conference, and I absolutely forgot because I kept meeting with people afterwards in my office. (laughs) But when I read about it the next day, I was really, really excited that they did that. And I think with my wife being an emergency room nurse and you're looking at those police officers, the first responders, the difficulties that they have to face when you're going into trying to fight crime with folks that may not be wearing masks or may not be vaccinated and you're putting your life on the line, not only with the service that you're providing, but you're putting your life on the line with your health. Um, and I just think it's, uh, it's great. And I think we need to do more of it, honestly. Teachers, I mean, all those essential workers that you see that we, we talked about being when we were growing up. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a teacher. Those people keep our world going around. I want to be a construction worker. We've got to figure out ways to pay all these people right. State Rep. Spencer Fry, you write in Flagpole last few days, flagpole.com. You can read it there, pick it up around town. Uh, talking about infrastructure, as Congress is on Capitol Hill, you're talking about broadband infrastructure. You're calling on Congress to do more to help there. The legislature's been working on this over the past couple of years as well. Uh, talk about that for a moment. What are we looking at here? What do you want to have happen in terms of expanding broadband infrastructure around the state? Well, certainly the state has done an incredible job of addressing this issue well before the federal government has had even thought about it. And we've been working on this issue. I think I've heard about rural broadband for about six to eight years now. And what we're seeing is a great opportunity for the federal government to pass this infrastructure bill and have it piggyback onto the regulatory infrastructure and the systems that we've already addressed and put in place within our state. And it would be a great boon for, I think, our state's economy. One of the things we're seeing is that, you know, utilities like gas, water, power, I mean, all that stuff is pretty regulated. I mean, there's a deregulation of natural gas back, I can't even remember, maybe in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's really a government-controlled utility set that we talk about. And it's time that we started talking about broadband as a utility. And if we can do things to push the private sector, nudge them forward a little bit, allow them to offset the cost of their infrastructure that they have to build out within these areas that don't have a lot of connections, meaning that when you build an infrastructure into a neighborhood that has 300 houses, obviously you have an opportunity to have 300 families on your network, which could be more cost effective as if you're going into a a rural area and have it uh, maybe 30, right? Mm. And so I'm just wanting to put it out there that I firmly believe that the internet, you can't, I mean, you can't hardly do anything without the internet these days. I mean, I still get paper bank statements every once in a while, but I recently stopped those. 
I tried to stop them. They keep coming. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) State Rep. Spencer Fry. Now, I know that the legislature some years ago uh, moved into this general area by doing some of what you're talking about now, uh, allowing, for example, the EMCs, uh, which, as you say, run electrical wiring out to rural parts of the state anyway, have been for the better part of a century now. Uh, Let them at the same time. Evidently, there was some question about whether they could legally do it. Now we know they can legally do it because the legislature says they can. Go ahead and run the, the, the Internet infrastructure out there as well can you gauge the response has there been any is that had been effective at all well you know just laying those platforms was a great first step and it does take a while to ramp up in the idea that you don't all of a sudden pass the law and allow for infrastructure uh, within a exist another industry to be created and then it expect them to all of a sudden pop up with a plan, you know. And that's been the response that I have heard from some of the EMCs, that they are working on it, but they have to do a lot. Of, you, know, you think about the, the big networks of uh, power lines that they have serving their customers. They really have to do some cost-benefit analysis because the EMCs are owned by the citizens, and they work off a different model, and so they need to make sure that they're going to be able to You'd hate for an EMC to put themselves in financial trouble by jumping into something that they're not familiar with, in other words. State Rep. So Spencer Fry with us. some time. Another couple of minutes here. Uh, the redistricting session, circle over to that for a quick moment. The governor set the date on that, November 3rd. Uh, we're talking with your, your colleague, your Athens House colleague, Houston Gaines, a day or two ago. He's thinking this thing could go as maybe as long as two to three weeks in trying to get all this done. Your thoughts, uh, what are your aspirations? What do you want to have come out of this redistricting session? Well, you know, I've been quoted in the, the AJC as saying I think it's a travesty that um, elected officials are able to pick their own uh, districts and their own voters. And personally, I would appreciate uh, nonpartisan redistricting uh, committees or some fair and balanced um, committees that have both Republicans and Democrats on it, um, mostly what I want is good government. And I think it's important to understand that as we put our districts further and further to the right or to the left, it's how we end up with a lot of the rhetoric and a lot of the extreme behavior within our elected officials as we see today on a state and national level. And so I think you, you know, You've heard me say it before, maybe. If you put, if you put a district that's 54-46 either way, you could flip four points against crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a firm belief that, you know, there's some Democrats that would vote for a moderate Republican and vice versa as opposed to somebody who's speaking the way a lot of our uh, most extreme on both sides of the aisle are speaking today. So – You know, it's not going to happen. The party that is in power is never going to cede control. Democrats did it for 100 years. Um, Republicans are doing it now. Uh, It would have to be addressed by the courts in order for it to really take hold. And um, so hopefully we'll just – my job is just going to go there to clock in, say the prayer and pledge, and (laughs) – 
see if anybody needs me to help them while I'm there. You know, I look at it, the funny part of this, the ironic part of this, is that the two districts which are for now occupied by Republicans, Houston Gaines, Marcus Weedauer, those are actually rarities in the state as they are presently drawn. Those are actually competitive districts. I mean, they flipped three times in three elections. Uh, your district, on the other hand, 118, I would look to be, and, and uh, who knows what it looks like coming out, but is, is the one district in the Athens House delegation that's a safe district for Democrats. Yeah, certainly it is. Um, I think I just saw the numbers that the district went for Biden 70 percent. <laughs> um, I think I've calculated it when I first took office. It might have been like a 65-35. So mm. part of that might be influx of folks moving into Athens with certain political beliefs. Part of it might have been the, the crazy thing I was talking about. You can flip five points mm. on crazy. And um, people might not have liked the presidential leadership and then decided that they'd go for someone else. So it's hard to tell. The districts have changed and with the population, but I haven't seen all the exact numbers. And um, we'll just move forward. And I just really hope that everybody in this state can understand that different people come from different walks of life. And we all need to accept each other because at the end of the day, we're all Georgians and we're all Americans. We need to get back to a way that we can understand each other and and be good to each other. And, and that's the role that I think that's the message I'm trying to get out there uh, in spite of everything that's going on. We will leave it there. State Rep. Spencer Fry up early this morning joining us from Columbus. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks so much, Tim.